boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We could call the podcast The Cave or The Bunker. <clears throat> I like Thick Boy Modeling School, but that's not going to resonate with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we able to turn my mic down a little bit? Or my uh, headset down yes, a little bit? Yes, I can. There's a little loud. Is it like epically loud in your head? Uh, it's a little loud. There really? we go. That's better. A uh, little li- up a touch. A little bit, but, 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 but. Yeah, better. Mine feels yeah. pretty normal, but I'm actually hard of hearing. Yeah. I want to <laughs> keep all of this in for the viewers or the listeners so oh. they know. Oh Perfect. Yeah. So they know exactly what we go through. <laughs> oh, by the way, this trigger, is all for you. Trigger warning. There's going to be probably some cussing. This is not. I'll try my absolute best to not swear. I but know. In podcast That's world, you would normally just say, like, hey, if the little ones are listening, you know, you should take a break from this one. Yeah, yeah, no, don't listen to this. For the next 25 kids. minutes, maybe don't let your kids listen. Yeah, this is not like on the way to school kind of podcast. <laughs> right, mostly because the, con- the content is inherently boring to children, I think. Yeah, I think so, but so is all radio because it's not baby sharks, so. I mean, I feel that same way, so what can I say? So, yeah, have we, have we started this? Is this yeah, officially yeah. going? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, Rory wants to brutally embarrass us. So well, perfect. Well, I live oh, yeah. in a constant state of embarrassment, so. Sorry, my life. Yeah. So here we are, first uh, inaugural podcast, just John and I. Uncle Chris, uh, Chris L., which is not descriptive at all because that makes two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to join us. He had, some, he had some stuff done. health complications, so, but he's good now, thriving. Thriving. Yeah, not driving, but thriving. Um, so yeah, next time we'll get we'll get Chris on here, and uh, and who knows who else. But uh, yeah, so we figured we'd create the uh, the podcast just in order to sort of. Uh, man, if I say uh one more time, I'm gonna run for prime minister. It's okay, it's like it's like punctuation, so oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. My God, I'm garbage. <laughs> <laughs> to sort of bring our ideas together and kind of. Get them out uh, to the greater population of people who would care uh, what we're doing, why we're doing it, um, and interesting things that might help them sort of feel more capable or or, uh, or more in control of their own fitness journey, for lack of a different hashtag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's there's Maya. The um, also it's kind of one of those new things that whenever you have uh, two gyms coming together, there's there's always the different schools of thought from one gym to the other gym, and so kind of having these little powwows to uh, bring bring us together and uh, chat about this stuff kind of gives everybody that's listening a little bit more of an I- idea where we're coming from, why we're doing things the way we are, and um, and also kind of how lucky you guys are that you have all these different schools of thought coming together to uh, make some kind of uh, amazing semi hybrid model for. Uh, for your fitness needs, because um, I know that there's a lot of smart people that are part of our our, our program, so uh, we're going to bring you guys the the good stuff. Yeah, and I think even so much as it uh, it like feels on a surface level like it'd be different schools of thought. In the end, they end up working out. Yeah, exactly. Like, or they're <clears throat> they're really the same. Like they say, there's a bunch of different ways to skin a cat, but what I've found is that. If you talk to five different people who skin cats for a living, <laughs> hundreds of cats a day, they all tend to likely skin them the same way, right? There's usually a best way, and most smart people tend to come up with very similar best mm-hmm. ways, yeah. right? And uh, and really, the big thing that John and I found, like congruency-wise, was that it wasn't really the food we were serving, but it was how it was plated, yeah. right? And so uh, we wanted to make sure that everybody knew why we're, like, for the, for the people who have been... Uh, following frontier performance programming for 
probably way too long, like why it's plated slightly differently now, um, what the point and sort of what the refinement is to sort of serving it up differently in the Wattify, right? And having the class flow be like slightly different. Mm -hmm. and I think that's our big, our big thing here today is to get that across just so everybody's uh, got some expectations that we can then um, easily smash out, which is uh, which I'm pretty stoked about because I uh, lived in a cave all by myself with just people who did what I said, which is not a very good <laughs> learning environment, right? <laughs> it's true. a great, it's a great place for a for a for a bad person like me who shouldn't be out in public <laughs> to be, for the sake of everybody else. But it's not it's not necessarily the best place for me to learn how to better skin cats. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, life skill. So yeah, so one of our notes. Just going to talk about sort of what we were doing. So, uh, go first. Talk about kind of your your methods, your delivery, uh, what you guys were doing at track. Oh, it's track fix. So. Um we had kind of like a mainly two coach um, cycling between like kind of eight weeks each. Um, and uh, they each kind of choose their own programming, I guess, for, for those, those eight weeks. And the, we would normally kind of pick like one major focus. So uh, it would be eight weeks of weightlifting focus. So kind of throughout the seven days of the week, you would see uh, predominantly work on mainly like your core lifts, your snatch, your clean and jerk, and then maybe some accessory of like just like some some jerk or some front squatting, some stuff like that. Um, and then maybe another two, another eight week cycle would be just focused on kind of like almost like powerlifting or like your GPP strength. And then um, your third focus would be more like heavily gymnastics focus. So trying to work on a lot more of like the skill factor developing kind of like the different levels of a toes to bar. So breaking that down into whatever level is appropriate for each member and then getting them to master that level so they can try and progress to the next one. And then kind of throughout the eight weeks was generally enough time for them to have a few aha moments, whether it be gymnastics, gain a little bit of strength if it's in the strength portion or just be a bit more confident in weightlifting, whether it be at a barbell cycling or in just in general uh, movement capacity. So that's kind of how we did that. And then um, class flow wise was, was pretty basic, was uh, like, five to 10 minutes of like activation slash joint mobility, and then um, 10 to 20 minutes of maybe even 30 minutes of some kind of whatever the focus was for that eight weeks is what we focus on. So gymnastics, progression, strength, or some weightlifting. And then whatever time was left in the, in the, the, the class was going to be for the, for the basic wad. And so really the wad was going to be decided based on how much time was left um, in advance, right? So whether that be some kind of like your short duration repeats or your longer duration uh, kind of longer grinder chipper type of wad. But uh, yeah, it would vary throughout the week just based on whatever time was available. Yeah, it checks out. And we had like like a while back in Frontier, we had like something very similar. And then we kind of skewed more towards the, because we've always offered a, a hybrid product, which is maybe good, maybe bad, probably took a couple years off my life. They're the crappy years anyways at the end, in theory. Um, although those are getting awfully close, so, <laughs> but that's fine. So we've always had like a uh, separate weightlifting system, separate gymnastic system and a separate conditioning system that was like brought together mm -hmm. in the class on occasion, right? So the, the class was mainly focused on just conditioning and developing metabolic energy systems, right? And you would have an opportunity to deploy your gymnastics and weightlifting skills in there, but the opportunity to build and refine those was never in a class type of structure. Yeah. It was always in a, here's your weightlifting program, uh, do it over there on the platforms, 
uh, one of the fat guys will yell at you, right? Yeah. Right, a very very traditional weightlifting style. Um, and we always had a gymnastics class, right? And at one point it was very popular, and then it waned in popularity because gymnastics is a horrible thing to do to yourself. It's fun. <laughs> it but, does beat the joints yeah. up a little bit in high volume, that's for sure. Yeah, right. Well, and then after you do it for a couple of months, you're like, whoo, wee, boy, howdy. Yeah. I can see why only 16-year-olds <laughs> uh, engage in this. Not to mention your hands start to revolt a little bit, too, when the, when you the end skin up developing disappears. A like a nice goat hoof. <laughs> it's true. Which is great in the corporate world. You shake hands with somebody and they feel you've got a hoof. Like, they're gonna God res- damn. They're going to respect you. They're like, oh, geez, that's gross. He has claws on his hand. So, uh, so, yeah, so it was always like a little bit separated. And obviously, and, and, uh, and the conditioning classes were definitely a full duration condition. Like the, the, mm-hmm. the warm up was. Yeah, 40 was to 50 minutes of actual like elevated were, heart rate you, you working. Were well, yeah, at least 30, right? Um, and your, and your, your warm ups were very, very huffy puffy, um, for sure. Uh, and, and for whatever reason, the twisted individuals, uh, the train there, they were like, the more dark it was, the more they loved it. And mm-hmm. I was like, what in the Sam Hill is wrong with you people? Yeah. Um, I avoided cussing there. Did you guys see that? That was impressive. You like was you, you pulled it back in. And there it was changed a, words. A light pause. You did have a minor seizure before. Almost you were unnoticeable. Doing it, yeah, a very small partial seizure. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so it's like a little bit different. So what we wanted to try and do was to get together and create a hybrid of those two systems because obviously one system is in, incredibly beneficial for one group of people, another system is incredibly beneficial for another group, right? So we want to bring it together so everybody in between is getting the best experience. Mm-hmm. And so kind of what we narrowed it down to is that we would have uh, additional strength options um, six times a week for everybody to do. And it's all stuff that most people know. And if they don't know, then any of the coaches are going to gladly be there to show them. That's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that they can do so they can get that strength on before or after class. And it wouldn't, and the class flow can be still pretty up pace and that the gymnastics skills and a lot of stuff like that, or whatever skills are necessary for executing the actual workout, can be refined quite well in the workout, and there's plenty of time to sort of get into them, which is similar to what you guys were doing before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say, because there, there might be some members that we have that think that um, the, the amount of uh, warm-up that we have is excessive. Would you say that there would, that often the... Uh, strength or the, the accessory strength for whatever day is going to be that that would complement what's going to be found in the workout. So they could do that as their quote unquote warm up and then almost like skip out maybe, or if they're there really early, they could skip out on like warm up, warm up one and then do the strength in place of warm up one and then jump in for warm up two, which is a bit more of your specific warm up for the, for the what? Yeah. And we used to do something very similar to that. So I would say, I would say I wouldn't want to miss out because some of the warm-up ones and warm-up twos you'll see are actually specific to the wad because that way we can divide up something that elevates the heart rate like a rower, a runner, a bike. And by the way, everybody at Royal Oak, the uh, the runners and the bikes are coming. I promise it's not burpees forever. Those three <laughs> of you who took umbrage to the burpees, I also love you too. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I would love, I would just love to, to have something else in there. But, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I haven't plugged anything in yet. So, uh, yeah, so what, so sometimes I would say it's the case. You'd have to see. So the strength is actually on its own congruence, right? And now if you do it afterwards, you'll notice that you're plenty warmed up for whatever it is, right? Because once you've done a class, like, you, you're not going to get, you're, you're almost invincible. 
Right. Adrenaline's up. Sympathetic's up. All your joints are as greasy as they're ever going to be. And everybody wonders why you can lift and get max numbers after you're exactly. done, done the lift and the CrossFit open, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's a big factor that people think, oh, I'm worn out for the – this warm-up was so – uh, such a death march that I won't have any energy left for the wad. But when they look at it and people do the statistics, like there's people out there like in OPEX and OPT where they have these great, they just love statistics, right? Um, they mo- like doing math a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is fair. I mean, math is a huge part of my life, despite the fact that I barely passed it in high school. So <laughs> anybody who has high school kids, be sure to tell them the thing that they're doing the crappiest at in high school is probably what's going to employ, air quotes, them later on in life. So, uh, so yeah, if you look at it, people, once you are done a sort of an anaerobic or even aerobic sort of workout event, you're actually more nervous system-wise, speed-wise, strength-wise turned on yeah. than previous to that. Yeah, even though you may feel like a big bag of dog shit, you may be actually a bit more ready to do the stuff than you think you are. Absolutely, and you're definitely going to be, especially if you're over the age of 35, nothing can be spoken more for than a warm-up <laughs> once you are... Once you are a actual adult, yeah, right, and you feel all the feelings because what happens right after a good a good metabolic workout is you don't feel any feelings anymore. You feel like you're 20, and now it only lasts for 30 minutes, <laughs> and you'll be able to get that strength done in less than 15. So you should be good. Yeah, right. You should be good for 15 minutes of strength and uh, 15 minutes of uh, of feeling like you're 22 again. Now, if you want, let's say the the workout is just is just triggers you and you just can't even that's absolutely fine what i recommend is you can get like a straight up strength workout in by combining strength one two and three from any part of the week and they'll create its own little congruent strength workout Hmm. and then you can do that on the sidelines and watch all of your friends (laughs) watch the carnage from a distance suffer watch from the carnage and you can shit talk them while you have a nice relaxing (laughs) strength workout soak up your rest breaks yeah and that's going to feel better than canceling plans yeah i think and canceling plans feels amazing for canadians (laughs) right because we're too polite to really get into canceling plans um so yeah so that's kind of the idea so there will be days when that's possible and uh, unless it's something where the coaches are like hey guys you're going to want to practice these whatever it is, whether it's a handstand or handstand walking progression or something like that because it's in the wad, uh, you're going to want to get it in. Now, you could always get it in by yourself, then do your strength and then jump in. But I don't think you'll, some of it, you probably might not get the same effect. Yeah. So I do it like before before or after. If you do the strength beforehand, it will get you a little bit warmed up. Your nervous system will be warmed up, right? Because you'll have just listed something heavy. So the yeah. other ways feel light. Okay. Um. Yeah, well, I guess, so let's just chat a little bit about kind of the way that, that we were delivering the the wads up until this point. So um, up until now, it's kind of been, there, there's been a little bit of mystery, we'll say, going into, I'm getting, being distracted here, a uh, little bit of mystery going into the workout. Good there's, thing it's not a video podcast. There's only been the... Uh, the workout posted and um, and then everything else has kind of been left a little bit to the imagination until you get to class. So what we were finding is um, maybe people coming into class, we kind of had an expectation of what class was going to look like, uh, thinking that there was not going to be any kind of strength focus or whatnot. And um, and then they'd show up and then surprise, surprise, here's what we're, what, what you didn't know was coming. So we're going to do this now. Um, so what we, we were, we're doing is going to be changing that going forward where we're kind of do a bit more clarity, a bit more uh, full exposure 
so to speak, where we're, we're going to give all the information of what the workout is, uh, not all of it maybe, but most of it in advance. So when you're showing up, you kind of have a more of an idea of what the workout is going to be instead of uh, going in a bit blind and kind of maybe feeling blindsided by uh, by a harder workout than maybe what you had in your head. Definitely, 100%. And that goes back to, because I've been doing, doing, air quotes, CrossFit for like, a really long time since way before it was cool, like like 2008 when Greg Glassman was racist, like every week on dot <laughs> com. Back when he got away with it. Yeah, nobody seemed to care, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, and so I definitely say that that harkens back to uh, my fetish for their train for the unknown and the unknowable stuff. So I'll often, um, I'll often lure people in, um, and then and I'm I I am a bad person. Let me premise all of this with that i'd lure people in with a fun looking little eight minute amrap chipper something that just looks delicious like when you see it in the magazine you go to the restaurant the next day right you're like oh my god this new sushi place so good right um and then you get to the new sushi place expecting this beautiful plated sushi roll and, and they make you drink a gallon of miso soup before you're allowed to get it, <laughs> which is what I would do. So I'd have that because nobody wants to do a 5K row, mm-hmm. right? No normal, sane human. There's a couple of psychopaths that love it, but they have rowers in their basement, and that's just what they do every morning for fun, yeah. right? You don't see them out in public. You don't invite them over for dinner because they're just not the kind of people. Mm-hmm. But the rest of us, normal people, they won't do it unless they're, uh, un- unless they're, unless they're trapped or forced through peer pressure and bullying. Um, and since I don't really have access to everybody in that bullying fashion, I'll lure them in. So, and then in the warm up for that for that beautiful eight minute chipper AMRAP, um, in the warm up there would be the five k row, like mm-hmm. tucked in there as though it was totally normal, right? Yeah. Like we're gonna do a couple shoulder circles, quick five k row, no big deal. And they're gonna do this nice fun little AMRAP. And then some people who don't understand what a five k row looks, feels, and plays like. They're like, oh, yeah, sounds good, great. And they just wander off and get their roar. Mm-hmm. Everybody else looks at me and thinks. <laughs> like, but's betrayed. Which vehicle is his? Because that's the one I'm going to key, right? So, anyways, yeah, it's the year 2000 Red Civic, FYI. So, uh, yeah, so that definitely that caters. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's Rory the, shakes it's, his head. He's like, no, that's the, not mine. It's the brand new crew cab Ford F 150 with Neato grabbers. Um, do whatever you want to the outsides of it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I used to like tucking those in there, right? And that was like a little game I used to play with all the sick and twisted Frontier Performance members of of Mm -hmm. Um, And they thought it it was like a fun little little horrible game that we played. And uh, and obviously most of them hated it, but that's part of the the feature for them. Whereas now I think it's probably more effective so that people can get emotionally around it to not have unknowable aspects. And they're Mm -hmm. mostly because real CrossFit has become slightly passe, and we're really not delivering that exact thing anymore. Yeah. We're delivering something a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more uh, valuable um, to the average person who would be doing it in that context, yeah. right? And I think it's important that they come in ready, and now there's more reasons for that than uh, than just avoiding people complaining, because I'm literally wearing a shirt that says complaints department right now. But... Um, you are. Wow. Okay. Yeah, actually, there's a custom-made <laughs> shirt. So anyways, it's not for that. It's because I've had people say, Chris, well, look, if you don't tell me what's on the ducket, I don't know what sports bra to wear, what socks to bring, what kind of fitness widgets. Now, I grew up with just a bag full of all my fitness widgets and all of my favorite sports bras, and uh, and I would just uh, I would just show up, and whatever happened to be doing at the time, we would just 
giver. Um, but so to accommodate those people who only bring like a small bag and don't have six different kinds of shoes in the bag. <laughs> who would do that? Yeah, exactly. I figure we'll, we'll open it up for everybody. So and I think it'll just make sure everybody just sort of understands what we're getting at yeah. with the system, mm -hmm. right? Because that understanding, I think, is key because there's definitely, uh, the more you understand the whys, the easier it is to take ownership 100%. of your actual actions. Yeah, understand why you're going through the uh, the pain and suffering that you are. Yeah, so it's an opportunity. So uh, let's. Um, I, we have a little bit of time left here. Let's just chat really quickly about um, scaling because you and I have talked a quite a bit about that over the last few days, and uh, and like like obviously there is a a good amount of, of volume, um, and sometimes like like your your demographic versus the Trek demographic definitely has a few years between them. Um, so do you think that, um, that if we have a workout that has a, a lot of reps, um, like over, the, over the, the 400 to 500 rep kind of thing throughout a workout, should we be um, scaling down some of the rep ranges for, um, for some of our... Yeah, we'll say some of our, our older older membership, older clientele. For sure, yeah, 100%. So for, for me previously, I had always um, just told people, okay, well, look, you're, you're either new and you don't know how to do X, whether it's a pull-up or whether it's a clean and jerk or whatever. Yeah, the bar workout stuff is easy because you can just scale weight. Mm -hmm. Scaling weight is one of the easiest ways, of right? Because you still keep an RPM, but you're – but you have this infinitely scalable tool, which is what makes it so fantastic. Um, but something like especially gymnastics movements, right? Some cardiovascular movements for people, like rowing for people who were new and short, uh, can be challenging for months. Yeah, and even so, just short people, not even not even general, new people. Yeah, not even I know a lot of really fit short people that just oh they hate it. They love rowing; they it. it's their favorite you, activity. You put them on a bike, and they're like this too. Yeah, this rowing too wall balls and bike probably the top can <laughs> top move. Absolutely, and I can't. And I look at them, and I'm just like, hey, I'm average height, so sorry, bro. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so definitely, definitely a factor. So I say there's a lot of things where people kind of have to think, okay, what is going to get me the workout effect? Now I'm going to do my best in theory to get, uh, to get those descriptions there. And then a lot of the stuff I'll probably, um, we'll probably hit it up as a team too, to sort of find a way that best describes what we're going for in the workout. That's going to actually give people an idea of, oh, okay, here's where I would want to scale. Mm -hmm. Because there's definitely some, and your coach is always going to be there unless you're like working out in the middle of the afternoon by yourself, which is good for you. Um, I get it. I don't want to be in traffic either. So uh, the coach is always going to be there to offer you the opportunity, right? Because they're easily going to be able to say, okay, well, in the warm-up, you're going to want to try stringing toes to bar together, for example, because you're at that point, let's say they are. Uh, but in the actual workout, use toes to rings because they're much easier to do. Or just do a hanging straight leg raise. And speaking of that uh, toes to ring remark, um, we will get rings put up in in uh, Royal Oak. Don't worry. They're coming. There's a fully uh, operational desk. Bit of a uh, uh, something going on with Rogue. So um, yeah. yeah, issues. We'll we'll that's we'll stop it there. Just when you thought you had an infinite amount of Rogue rack, turns <laughs> out you do not have yeah. enough Rogue rack. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, metal, am I right? So uh, yeah, so it's things like that, right? So it's always fun in the warm-up, right, to try to take it out on the line and, and get connected reps or get full range of motion reps or whatever you're into, and then to keep a good pace in the actual workout, 
just hit a scale, right? Because you're there to develop metabolic activity. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's only a couple reps, right? Like if it's like three chest to bars, well, try and nail them, right? Or at least get one. And then grab two regular pull-ups, right? So that way you get uh, so that way you get the best opportunity from each one because in the end it is your workout. And I get that a lot of people like comparing themselves to their friends, which is definitely a personality fault we all have. But uh, but you know if you ca- if you can't do it and it's gonna blow you up if you try, probably not wise because whoever gets boo booed and injured the least over the course of a year is going to be the fittest at the end of fifty two weeks of training, mm-hmm. which is actually fifty weeks of training. Let's be honest. Yeah. So yeah, so I think with that with the scaling, if you can if you can scale a movement, I'd scale that first, right? Um, to scale to a builder movement. Right, because that's going to keep your pace up, right? And that you're going to get your reps in. You're going to develop your grip if it's like a toe-to-bar builder movement, like a straight leg raise or a ring. So at least you get a chance to build your grip up, get a chance to kind of stretch the shoulder joint, all those factors. But if it ends up being like, look, my burpee pace is one every 45 seconds because I'm out of stank. Rory's getting all triggered. So anyways, if because I'm, I'm out of stank after the first three, well, then, yeah, just scale the burpees, right? And from the coach's perspective, they're probably, unless they're feeling particularly twisted that day, probably going to be like, oh, okay, well, look, you're, you're really dragging here on these burpees. Let's, let's uh, pick up the pace or take it down to, let's say, minus three from yeah. what you're doing. Um, and that way, or if it's like a, like, a, like a kettlebell movement or whatever, right? And you're just not slick on your kettlebell movement. To scale the movement is likely better than to scale the reps, right? Because if you scale the movement, the kettlebell doesn't beat the snot out of you quite mm-hmm. as bad, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those kind of things. Whereas if it's a dumbbell movement, it's not going to beat you up. You might as well just, might as well just uh, keep hammered on whatever range of motion you can do, right? And just stay along with the class. Obviously, there's going to be some instances where... Uh, Actually, I don't think there'll be very many instances where people get stuck, right? In the comp workouts, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. fuck everybody who does comp, <laughs> right? That's the idea behind that, right? But for the main workout, it should be pretty fluid. I can't imagine somebody getting stuck, right? Like opens level stuck, where you're just exactly, sitting there yeah. looking at a bar. Like, I don't thanks think for programming bar muscle-ups in the scale division. This yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, here's my handstand walk. It's one foot. So, yeah, no, I get. Uh, I get – I don't think there'll be any or much of – of that in general. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I uh, I think that that's pretty much kind of hitting all the real notes, plus some that we uh, that we wanted to talk about today. So Ooh, like three cuss words too. I know. <laughs> well, we we can't say it's a personal record because this is the first one. So I guess it is a record. Um, but uh, we we can Big definitely get PR. better than that. Yeah. No, I'm um, stoked about it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully the uh, the information that we gave you guys today gives you a bit more insight as to how uh, how Lemke is doing the programming and um, the whys and uh, and as well like to to let you take a little bit of a step back now that you can see the programming going in to be like okay well I know that I suck at these movements I'm gonna try and do them as best I can but if I need to scale them back then scale them back yeah 100%. no no one no one is gonna judge anybody for yeah. scaling back you got to get there somehow yeah but um, but we only judge for overscaling so Actually, don't be that guy. That's definitely something I could probably touch on before we leave here is that because um, you mentioned it where you guys had uh, eight week segments and like what are we doing while we're doing because that's actually pretty big content. Um, so what you'll see or what I usually do is and I'm restarting it for this year for this new system. What I usually do is I 
kind of have a yearly training program. And I kind of think, well, what competitions are most of our people going to be going to, whether it's the Masters of Fitness or like, you know, beer league scaled affiliate cup, uh, like whatever it is you want to do for fun with your friends, right? And whether it's the the Can West, which I don't think, that's not a thing. Is it? Is that a thing? I Can don't. I talk shit about Can West on here? I Nobody's going to listen to it. I anyways. don't know <laughs> if the Can West is going to... Yeah. It didn't get a good review. It Endure. Kinda, uh, yeah, that's all right, though. That's all right, though. If anybody wants to buy a bunch of fitness stuff, I'm sure it'll be on the internet shortly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I kind of think about, okay, what are those, uh, what are those uh, competitions? Right? And then I usually try and tune people up to whatever the competition is, and I include, like, you know, heavy anaerobic conditioning before the actual competition, the aerobic base, like, nine or uh, sort of, like, 21 weeks beforehand or something like that um, so that people have all these things developed. And now, generally speaking, these days, we kind of try and keep all the metabolic systems online because people want to be strong all the time, fast all the time, and uh, anaerobically invincible all the time, right? So now, but we can't build them all up all the time. That's just science. Mm -hmm. We do have to have some types of focus. And, uh, and I think the focuses you'll see is you'll see the energy systems for sure when the anaerobic ones come around and you have big three minute breaks all over the place and you're supposed to go wicked fast for the other three minutes you'll be like oh anaerobic energy system also there'll be a descriptive paragraph can't miss it <laughs> if you read english you will be able to know what you're doing and then the aerobic ones you'll see holy dina we're doing 40 minutes of kung fu today this is gonna be a good time so and then there'll be ones where you're like oh gosh it goes kung fu, kung fu, and then a big lift. Kung fu, kung fu, big lift. Obviously, that's us um, inserting like that creatine kinase skill set into our anaerobic uh, capacity, right? Or aerobic capacity at a much lighter scale. So you'll see those intermittently trained in uh, probably like, yeah, an 8 to 12 week, right? Like 10 weeks is on average. And you'll see also, and this is another thing that really uh, gets people excited, uh, is you'll see little micro skill set cycles. So I'll have like a 10-day cycle, for example, where we're working on, let's say, we're in the middle of a uh, clean and jerk bar cycling focused one right now. We're kicking it off with that because that's usually how I kick, that's how I'm going to kick the first week of this 52 off. Um, so you'll see that in there. And what it means is like, let's say there's six workouts a week. Average person goes to three or four of those in theory. Um, that means they should be able to get a clean and jerk variation of some type in about 60% of their workouts. Okay. If they go for like two weeks, then they'll be like, oh man, I'm getting spicy on these clean and jerks. Sometimes it'll be wall balls, toe to bar, but I want to have a little you know, 10 to 20 day cycle, depending on what it is, where people get to see a movement frequently and really kind of master it over the course of a couple of workouts, because that's where we, I find anyways, that we make little breakthroughs. Right, that's where people start connecting toe to bar, connecting bar uh, chest to bars, and stuff like that, or whether they start like bar cycling in sets of three to bar cycling in sets of seven, because they learn that flow and they sort of learn that smoothness of the reps because they get that overexposure for a short period of time, and then you likely won't see it for quite a long time, and then you'll be like, oh my god, we're just screwing around with dumbbells all the time, every time, for about ten to twenty days. Right, and then that's when people get greasy at the things like uh, devil press. They get greasy at things like uh, alternating dumbbell snatch, right? And they're not like picking it up off the floor anymore. They're uh, I got to point the mic right at my face. I just realized that. <laughs> so, anyways, so they so they're not like sitting there switching on the floor. They're switching in front of the chest, and to to slick out 
your uh, your metabolic movements, I think is really important because when you look at people who, who are able to actually focus on what they're doing in the workout as opposed to what the workout is doing to them. Mm, well said. It's because they have slicked out movements and they're really paying attention. But those opportunities have to be presented and that's kind of our job mm-hmm. is to make sure we present those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, well said. All right. Well, uh, is there anything that you want to add there, Rory? No? Just a head shake and a thumbs up? Cool. Doesn't well, even have a mic. I, uh, yeah, as, uh, as we said earlier, uh, these is, this is definitely not going to be the uh, last time you hear our beautiful voices. And um, we will be coming, uh, coming out with some new stuff in the next, uh, next month here. So. 100%. Like and subscribe. Or is yeah. that YouTube? Well, you can like and subscribe to the stuff that we're saying without clicking a button. Oh, if you have, like, comments or shit talk, send them to Lemke at FrontierPerformance.ca. And then there's, like, background music. <laughs> <laughs> okay.